So I've actually never, ever tried one because in my mind, it will just lead to me trying to be more busy because I want to play the game or help my team. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Joe Dodds and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more. And by that, I mean how they focus on productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows, I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future. But rest assured that the stories, tips and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe is interviewing Jack Julian. Joe and Jack met through their shared interest and productivity in helping business owners to get to do more of what they want, to use Joe's words. Jack Julian is a reformed, organised mess. She noticed how many entrepreneurs and business owners were simply running on the hamster wheel, chasing shiny objects, putting off today what they can do tomorrow, and those other cliches. Jack uses her experiences as a clinical psychologist and productivity expert to help entrepreneurs dig their way out of productivity pitfalls so they experience the time, freedom and happiness they dreamt about when starting their business. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Jack Julian of Anti-Hustle Nation or as she just pronounced it, Anti-Hustle Nation, which will give you a clue as to where uh, Jack comes from. So hi Jack, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me and hello to all your listeners. (laughs) So pronounce it properly for me. (laughs) anti-hustle nation yeah i see it sounds so much more interesting when you say it to be fair (laughs) i don't think so i think you added a nice lilt to it that i might steal (laughs) i don't know if i I could get it right though (laughs) i had um, a guy recently on here who i don't think has been published yet i can't remember if it's gone out or not um mark stucheski i think is how you pronounce his name and uh he's from america and he's uh uh, he was very impressed with all the English words that I was using. So he went away say, sending me emails with splendid on every time, <laughs> every time we sent an email. So, <laughs> so it's, it's lovely to, to have uh, people from other countries on the, on the show and, uh, and swap all our uh, different accents. So that's re- really cool. So start by telling us a bit about uh, who you are, what you do and where you do it exactly. Because uh, we know America now, but we don't know which bit. <laughs> Yes, I'm in America and I'm in Texas, Lovely. although I'm originally from Minnesota. So if you've heard Texas accents anymore, mine is nothing near that. <laughs> um, and so I help coach entrepreneurs so that they can experience more time, freedom and happiness because I feel like this busy world that we live in is just kind of dragging us down and we need to get back or get to maybe, I don't know, you know, culturally, maybe people were never there, but I feel like happiness is something really important. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, actually, we talked at the beginning about I've got a bit of a different structure to the podcast. So regular listeners, you'll you'll hear that things are a bit different. And we're going to ask some of my um, favorite questions. But then we're picking out particular questions that, that you wanted to 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 discuss jack and um actually i'm going to completely change what i said at the beginning <laughs> which is which i which i can because it's my podcast um and i asked you about one sort of top tip you'd like to share with your audience audience and you um talked about um something that you described as a as a hot mess a hot mess and whether we have issues around that in in the uk but it's just struck me actually with the the anti-hustle nation that this it's, uh, for me, I think it's probably a good place to start following on from what you've just said, that there's so much pressure. And I, I'm thinking, I don't know, I was thinking about, um, as soon as I said hustle, I thought, oh, um, Gary Vaynerchuk, I can't even say his name, Gary Vaynerchuk goes on about uh, a side hustle and all that sort of stuff. And, and there's quite a, um, uh, a sort of culture around hustle, isn't there, in, in the business world. And uh, perhaps, perhaps we will start with that, because I know that's somewhere of where you've come from and obviously what you're offering as well so let's talk a bit more about that and and how culturally as you say perhaps people aren't as happy as they could be or 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 are sometimes struggling because we've just got such a frenetic world yes well and you know i think that the idea of hustling it started out mostly innocent and yes you know, it was sort of a good, okay, well, let's go, let's work hard. And it has become this idea of you have to work 24 seven, you must always be connected to your electronics, you have to be available for work all the time. You know, if you're at your kids play and your phone rings, you need to step out and answer it. And I'll always go back to the quote, you know, nobody is on their deathbed saying, I wish I had worked more. Yeah. And we leave out that life piece, you know, our social connections and downtime and doing time, spending time on things that we enjoy are so important, even, you know, just for health and happiness, but also to be productive. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, you know, having just sort of name checked um, Gary V. There's always a lot of um, backlash against some of that stuff that he says for those reasons we've just said. But a lot of people then jump in and say that he actually does spend a lot of time with his family when he's not sort of on. But he d- just doesn't push that. He just doesn't talk a lot about it. And I think that's possibly the case with a lot of people as well that we 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 do protect a lot of our time but we don't tell people we're doing that because it's not so cool sort of to do Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. right you know we i think being busy and you know saying that we're in here in the states we call it a hot mess right that we're just running all over that's sort of become a badge of honor and Mm. so you know if i walk up to a group of moms when i'm picking up my kids from school and they're like how are you and i say hey i'm great i had a nice relaxing day they will look at me like I came from Mars. <laughs> yes. So, you know, we really have gotten into that, you know, maybe you're not so busy, but I think you're right to admit that we have everything. Well, I don't want to say everything under control because I don't know that that's possible, but you know, that our life is going fairly smoothly mm-hmm. is, you know, that's not something we need to admit. 
No, may, maybe we have a, an advantage in the UK on that one as well, because normally if somebody asks you how you're doing, you say you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> so, well true. Because <laughs> you sort of think people don't really want to know. But no, I, I know, I do know exactly what you mean, that whole thing about, I mean, there's that thing about if you want to get, uh, what is it, if you want something done, ask a busy person. And I think that is true, because, you know, when you're really busy, you're able to uh, fit stuff in because, you're used to doing it but that in itself is driving that behavior isn't it because because it's again it's a badge of honor it's like well you know if you want something done ask a busy person because clearly they're good at getting stuff done don't ask somebody who's just you know had a relaxing afternoon at the spa (laughs) 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 but but why why should it be different you know having that that time you know maybe not in the spa but you know having had a relaxing time what how does how's that how do you then get everything done because you know some people sort of intuitive intuitively and and you know will have read and seen and whatever that that you do need to you know take it easier and you know not be so stressed and look after yourself and that sort of thing but how how do you do that and get everything done well, I think that's a, that's a, you know it's a really good question, and I th- <laughs> I think part of it is that it's different for everybody, um, you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean you know not working, uh, but you know if you're like okay, so let's take you know I'm sitting at my computer and I'm working, and all of a sudden I want to do anything but work, you know, check Facebook, check Instagram, maybe go play with my cat, whatever. Um, that that's our body's way of telling us, Hey, we need a break. Mm. So, you know, even those things that we tend to take for granted, like, you know, take five minutes and get up and walk around and get away and clear your head and get some blood moving through your body since you've been sitting all morning, Mm -hmm. you know, those things, they actually do make us more productive and they make us more creative and, so they're important and we just kind of let them slide. No, I just got to push through. And that's yeah. not always the answer. No, no. I've been hearing a lot, reading a lot about people talking about downtime, as you said, to in order to be creative, in order for those ideas and thoughts to sort of come through. And uh, I mean, I always say that as some people you know, get their ideas in the shower, I get mine driving and I because I work from right. home. I don't drive as often as I used to, so I almost need to create opportunities to drive so that I can think things through. Yes, yes, we we need those times when we're our brain is you know more or less turned off, mm. and it's mm. just free flowing. And I guess what we need to do is 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 work out for ourselves those times where that has worked for us and has helped us, so that we can remember to do it again. And if we haven't seen that yet, to sort of seek out those examples where it's working for other people, because you know we, that badge of honour that you talked about, we've learned that from watching other people and thinking, oh, they're really busy, they get lots done. That's that's why I need to do the same thing. So maybe we need to, to you know, to spread the message about the you know the different way of, of being um, to, to to I don't know PR it a bit. Right. Yes. <laughs> We should we should all join together and get a PR agency. (laughs) (laughs) So so tell us a bit about why you do what you do. Well, you know, 
why you're now helping entrepreneurs to uh, you know find that route through all this busyness and and um, and and why you work for yourself and and um, how that all came about. Well, I wish I had oh, a gosh. short pithy answer for you, but um... <laughs> well, um, I like to call myself a, a reformed organized mess. Um, not quite Love a it. hot mess. I, I felt <laughs> mostly like I had everything under control, but it wasn't neat and it wasn't necessarily moving me ahead as much as I would like to have. Um, and so I've always, well, not always, but for the last seven years since my youngest was a child, I've worked from home teaching and I got really tired of the idea of always having to be on for somebody else. You know, you must be in the classroom these number of days and you get this class or this class. And I didn't, you know, I just didn't have that choice. And so I said, you know what? I have a background in psychology that's easily transferable to coaching. And so I want to help entrepreneurs be successful. And mm -hmm. it really ended up that a lot of it was how or how they were not getting things done. Yeah. Which directed me more into, I guess, what we call the productivity space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was really how I ended up here. <laughs> Lovely. And what, okay, just thinking back to what we were saying about how there's sort of a badge of honor about being busy. One of the things I sort of sometimes feel is that there are people who are like overly busy phonetically else and will say that, you know, so, um, you know, it's so difficult and I'm not organized and I can't find what I need and I don't get done what I need to get done. But you don't often see those people asking for help or learning to do something diff in a different way either. Is that my cynical view or do you see that too? No, you know, and I think that's an excellent point that oftentimes that doesn't happen. Um, and I guess we, we would really need to dissect this a little bit more because I'm not sure why. I think what comes to mind, first of all, is that we get into habits. Mm -hmm. And, you know, well, so it's just become a habit and that's the way life is and everybody else is doing it. Um, so I should do it too. I don't know. Do you have any ideas why that is? Well, I think sometimes... Well, a lot of the time it's thinking they don't have time to do anything different, <laughs> which is obviously, you know, a bit of a chicken and egg scenario. Um, but then, you know, how often do people uh, have time to do things like, you know, watch the telly or, um, you know, like at the moment, I said before we came on that I'm a bit overwhelmed this week because I was in France last week and I, I did do some work, but I can't do as much as I need to get done. So I got behind on some things. and um, and at the weekend when I could have worked all weekend to catch up I went round to my friends and drank wine <laughs> and in fact somebody said to me only yesterday maybe that was you exercising self-care <laughs> well I, th I think so I would agree <laughs> <laughs> exactly um but you know I could be sitting here this week saying oh my goodness you know I've got so much to do I don't have enough time this is ridiculous and you know I sing in 
um, currently three choirs that practice on a Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday night. So those are my evenings gone, um, you know, never mind anything else. And it, it, you know, I sometimes think, you know, why did I, why, why am I doing that? Because it doesn't give me any time to anything else. Um, but, um, you know, I, so I could, I could be sort of wallowing in this sort of despair of not having time to do things. But but clearly I had time at the weekend to do a lot of things that didn't involve the work that I, you know, needed to do. Um, and I think sometimes that that's what happens. You know, people just merrily carry on doing whatever they want to do and 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 everything backs up and then you know it becomes the story that they're telling themselves which so they don't have have the time um uh i don't know sometimes is it you know sometimes when we procrastinate it's around fear isn't it fear of not getting it right or, or you know perhaps being too perfect with it or you know lots of there's lots of different reasons around that and so we put things off um to do with that so maybe that's partly it as well that if we actually stopped and took part took sort of um stock of our lives and what we're doing and what we're spending our time doing maybe it's a bit too much of a scary thought yeah that could be that could be i think in a lot of ways productivity is similar to health and fitness we know yeah. what we should be doing or mm. you know that something needs to change you know i i know that if i eat that salad it's healthier for me than this delicious gloppy cheeseburger you know <laughs> <laughs> but i'll still choose that cheeseburger sometimes mm. Mm. and so we kind of know that maybe what we should do or that we should change maybe we don't know exactly what we should do um but how to get there is difficult. Mm. Mm. And do do we see it perhaps as just sort of too big a thing to address as well? When you think about um, you know taking baby steps, eating the elephant, and all those other um, you know phrases that that are sort of bandied about, but maybe actually to stop and look. I, in fact, I I, I had a, a client a, a few months ago who's a friend as well, and um, she was coming around to um, go through you know, what she needed to, to deal with around email and overwhelm and to-do lists and everything else. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, we'll go out for coffee. It'll be fine. You know, lovely when you get it. She said, well, should I bring lunch? I was like, no, we'll eat lunch when we're out. Well, you know, are you sure I shouldn't bring it? Because we need to, you know, be on the laptop. And I was like, no, we're not going to go near the laptop for two or three hours at least. <laughs> and she, she was like aghast that we weren't going to sort of get on and do stuff. And I guess in her situation, she's a doer, not mm -hmm. a a planner or a thinker so she just thought we had to do whereas I was intending you know doing a bit of thinking mm. and planning and, and whatever to work out what we should be doing as opposed to just getting stuck in and maybe you know that's part of it as well that people get stuck into the bits that they know how to do and the rest of it's just too overwhelming to think about I think so so from your point of view how do you prioritize what you do because you've said that you know you, you you've you now do what you do partly because of where you were and where you've developed. So how did that happen for you? And, and how do you make that, how do you do, you know, create that term priority in your work and life now? Right. Um, so this is sort of two part answer for me. One is that I got really clear on what my values were. You know, I used to spend a lot of time with my kids, but it was, not necessarily time that I wanted to, Yeah, that it was, I should be working. 
I should be getting things done. I should be doing this instead. Mm-hmm. And so what were my, you know, looking at my values, you know, my kids are a huge value of mine and spending quality time with them is more important. So getting really in touch with those was sort of the first step. So now when I quit work, I know that I've quit work and my focus is on my kids. Mm-hmm. I think that's a massive one, isn't it? And I went through exactly the same thing when I sort of moved into more the productivity thing. I've always been interested in productivity, but when I first had my business, I was working 24-7 and exactly that. I spent all the time at, at family events and, you know, things um, that I did actually attend because I didn't attend them all. <laughs> the ones yeah. I did attend, I spent the whole time thinking, oh, I should be doing that. Oh, when I haven't done that. And oh, when we get back, I need to do that. And I did the same, you know, started to realize that actually you've got to to be in the moment. And that that make, does make a big difference, doesn't it? It does. It makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So, so the second part is, you know, more on a day-to-day basis. I really focus on the outcomes that I want, right? You know, we can have a mile-long to-do list and not all of those things are actually going to, you know, move us forward. So, you know, if I'm launching a new program, right, I need to focus on the things that are going to help me launch that program, not everything else that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And how do you then do that? Because that is, uh, you know, I can't imagine anyone listening who doesn't think that's a good idea <laughs> and that that's what they that they should, you know, that they shouldn't be doing that. But um, it, it, there's, there's quite a gap often between knowing that and putting it into practice. Again, a bit like you said with, you know, diets and things like that, because you don't get those immediate results either but also you have those immediate tasks that you must do today regardless of the fact that you want to work on those bigger projects so how how do you make that time during that day for that important project when all the other stuff's going on as well um so i really you know during the day when i'm working i really only have like my top three things that i want to get done mm-hmm. i you know, I hide my to-do list because if I look at everything that I want to get done, it's incredibly overwhelming. Yeah. But if I can focus on just those three things that I want to get done, it makes me feel accomplished. Yeah. And do you aim to do those before you've done anything else? Or do you do other things to get you in the mood? Do you um, block out time? How, how, do, how do you fit those things in so well a a couple things um so i'm not a morning person (laughs) (laughs) i always kind of have to ease into my day so um you know contrary to popular wisdom i do check my email you know first thing in the morning not not before i get out of bed but first thing (laughs) when i get to my desk because I need something easy to roll, you know, to roll my day out where uh, maybe I don't have to think so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people call it, you know, like time batching or whatever. I call it task batching because mm-hmm. sometimes it's going to take me longer than I think it is. So, you know, yes, I'm going to work on this first until mm-hmm. it's done. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me again how how important 
it is to view all this stuff personally um because it, it, you know you, you're saying i'm not a morning person i do my emails to begin with because i need to sort of ease myself in i'm i'm exactly the same and um you know i often knock off a few really small unimportant things before i even start to think about the important stuff but then i listen to you know um people saying you need to uh put everything on your calendar for example and I, but listeners will know I've said before I hate having stuff on my calendar like even <laughs> important meetings with people so if I start to and I do it every about every six months I block out loads of time in my calendar for things I'm going to do and then I delete it all <laughs> after I've ignored it for about a week <laughs> because I don't like it and, it and it just makes me laugh that every so often I forget that it's about working to your own um appropriate method if you like and i i sort of fall into the trap of, of thinking i need to do what everyone else does and then i remind myself that it doesn't work for me <laughs> exactly. exactly i think that I is think a that great is. message because it doesn't work for everybody and mm. i was actually just listening to someone who might be uh considered a productivity guru um and i, and I won't tattle but their point was if this isn't working for you, you don't want to change. And I was just aghast. I was yeah. like, no, that's not what it means. You are yeah. criticizing these poor people because one tool doesn't work for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really, really individualized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think that's part of and may, actually going back to the, the sort of question I asked earlier, my sort of controversial question about, you know, why do people not seek help or not implement, uh, you know, new ideas when they're overwhelmed and they don't know? Uh, sorry, not they don't know. They're overwhelmed and they you know can't see way forwards, but they also don't seem to sort of seek out that support. Um, Maybe it's because so much of the support that is out there is one size fits all. You know, how many mm -hmm. times do we hear about the miracle morning and how we've got to get mm -hmm. up at five o'clock? <laughs> and of course, you and I just go, yeah, right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but you know, undoubtedly, it works for a whole host of people, but you know, not people who are built in the same way as we are, sort of thing. And so maybe that's part of it. Maybe there's so much emphasis on you know, this is what you should be doing and and less on personalising and individualising to people's personalities, to people's body clocks, to people's, uh, you know, likes and dislikes and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, well, and yeah, to well, expand on that, you know, I mean, I spent, I've spent tons of time feeling like I could never be successful because getting up at five o'clock in the morning ruined my day. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But that's how, you know, that's what successful people do. And mm -hmm. so I basically felt like crap about myself in yeah. relation to that. And so I think, you know, you're right that spreading the word that, you know, it needs to be more individualized mm -hmm. could make people maybe feel more open to asking for help. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So you mentioned apps and tools a minute ago and I was about to go oh great segue into the next section and then uh, obviously I carried on talking about what we were talking about <laughs> so, so now this is a, a less smooth link <laughs> but, uh, 
tell us some of the tools and apps that you use to, to help you to, to be more um, on it, um, as it. <laughs> well, back to that individuality. I'm actually really big on using my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I do use my calendar, but not for getting work done. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, you know, I probably don't use it as much for getting work done either. Um, I like Asana. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing that has been helpful to me is things like my phone alarms and reminders from my calendar. Yeah because I can get really lost in waiting for something to happen mm. and not really focusing. So when yeah. I know that it's been taken care of, my alarm's going to ring or I'm going to get a reminder, then I can I have that focus because I don't yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. The friend I was talking about who I uh, was was self-caring with at the weekend <laughs> when, whenever she pops by for a coffee she always sets an alarm and then she doesn't have to keep checking her her phone to see what the time is and and when where we sit in my kitchen I can see the the clock right in front of me so I I always think it's funny because I know what the time is and I know when whether it's time for it to go or not <laughs> but, uh, but it's, it's exactly for what you've just said that she doesn't then have to think about it because she knows the alarm's going to go off and she'll be on time and she can, you know, concentrate fully on the lovely cup of coffee and the lovely conversation with her lovely friend. What? Right. <laughs> Good stuff <laughs> going on. <laughs> yeah. Any any more apps on your list that you'd like to share? That's really it. I try to be very simple. Mm, yeah. I um, started writing my favorite tool or app or, or resource on my newsletter every week. And I'm starting to wonder whether it's such a good idea after about, you know, four months, because I'm thinking, well, I have to start repeating some. <laughs> and, and I'm not very structured. Some people plan ahead, you know, and have, have a, a theme and all that sort of stuff. I just literally start the week and think, right, what am I going to share this week? What have I been using this week? So last week it was, or rather, um, yeah, last week it was Google Translate, because as you know, I was in France, so I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> the previous week it was an AeroPress coffee maker because I was in hotels a lot and needed to buy one to uh, have proper coffee in my room. Um, so yeah, I wonder what it'll be this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just talking with someone about the gamification apps. Right, yes. Have you done something on those? Um, well, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. I get bored very easily and um, I... I believe in taking regular daily actions, small daily actions. And uh, so I have used an app where I can track those things um, and had used it consistently for quite a long time. And then I got fed up with it and now I'm like resisting it. So I've stopped it and then tried to start it again and it didn't work. <laughs> so so uh, I'm in a, I'm in a non gamification app phase at the moment, <laughs> but I know that can be really helpful. And is that something that you use? I, I don't actually because mm -hmm. I can kind of get addicted to games on my phone. Yeah. And so I've actually never ever tried one because in my mind it will just lead to me trying to be more busy because I want to yeah. play the game or help my team or whatever they do. I'm not 100% mm -hmm. positive about them. So uh, I think it comes back with those again to being very clear about what you want and why you're doing something before you then have the technology. I think, you know, people quite often get sort of caught up in the in the tech when actually it's about, as you said, you know, the value, the purpose of what you're doing in the first place and making sure that that the the tools are consistent with that and they don't drive different behavior to what you 
were, you know, were looking for or or behavior that you weren't expecting because you hadn't really thought about what that was going to look like. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, it's, it's funny, actually, that makes it reminds me of a conversation at the weekend about um, steps, you know, using um, Fitbits and uh you know watches and everything else and at the dinner table with uh with my mother-in-law and her two sisters so they're all in their sort of 60s and 70s and they they were they were <laughs> telling me all the little tricks they use to get their steps up so that they can get over the the uh the target they've set for themselves and uh <laughs> and one of the aunties was waving her arm about trying to see if her watch would register as steps <laughs> even when she wasn't actually walking and we established it's particularly good because it didn't <laughs> well that's good that's good no no, 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 no. but it did it did make me laugh that you know what's designed exactly what you've just said what's designed to encourage you to do more of something can sometimes mean that you end up trying to game the system actually not use the game for your benefit but actually do something that that makes it so that you get the points or you you get to the next level or whatever but actually it hasn't driven the behavior that you were intending it to in the first place exactly exactly (laughs) So on that topic of uh, steps, (laughs) (laughs) such a clumsy link again. (laughs) Let's talk a bit about keeping healthy because we, you know, we've we've talked about that whole, um, you know, busyness badge of honor thing and and how perhaps as a as a society we're often caught up in that sort of stress and and perhaps not as happy as as we we could be and and the health bit is you know that that the that piece is really part of it as well what what sort of things do you focus on to keep yourself healthy and and uh and stress-free <laughs> <laughs> oh you have an answer to be totally stress-free i would like to hear that <laughs> i was gonna say i was doing well when i said healthy and then i just ruined it after that didn't i <laughs> i do like to keep try and keep my stress down but um sleep I think that is the biggest one for me. Um, I have a history of poor sleep habits. And so really getting into the habit of getting good rest, um, you know, trying not to drink a cup of coffee before bedtime and um, get that rest has just helped me so much. Because even though I still don't want to get out of bed, um, once I wake up, I just feel more clear headed. I feel like I can focus. I feel like I can actually work and it's not just slogging through. Mm. Do you, do you find it easy to, to go to bed and go to sleep being as you are a later, later morning person, if you like, cause that's my daughter's the same as me. We're real, real night birds and I just struggle with the concept of going to bed. Whereas I've got friends who absolutely love going to sleep so they're you know they're 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 really early because it it really fits with what they want to be doing whereas with me I'd probably stay up all night if I had a choice (laughs) I would too I I totally would um it's it's not easy it's Mm. not easy for me at all I mean I would say that it's probably my one of my biggest daily struggles is Mm -hmm. okay it is time to go to bed you have to go to bed you know the results you get if you go to bed yeah yeah it's interesting actually that's another sort of point on that whole gamification piece that sort of tracking stuff um because I told as I said I was in France last week and and I was on my own staying with friends and so yeah there was no sort of criteria around getting up times and I had some really good quality sleep I used sleep cycle to track and and you know it was for sort of 
you know, nine and a half hours sort of thing on most of the night. So it was just brilliant. And then I came home and I've literally had about five or six hours sleep every night this week because I've had various things going on. And I've not been able to get to bed early enough. And then I've been woken up early, which, you know, isn't supposed to happen. So that's where it's cut off the, you know, the timings. But also the quality of sleep's been poor as well. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I need to move to France. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I think that, you know, speaks yeah, a lot to a lot the things that we were talking about earlier that, you know, you were relaxed and mm-hmm. less mm-hmm. stressed in France and, you know, had the time. You weren't so busy. You didn't have as much to do. So you were able to get that sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, but I do wonder if I, because I read read my results, if you like, whether that makes it worse because I sort of become mm-hmm. a bit paranoid that you know that the the sleep hasn't been good but then I don't fall asleep in the day because I'm tired so I I guess um you know it can't be doing that bad but um yeah interesting I think so what about learning and improving yourself how how do you sort of keep moving forward you already just said you were listening to a productivity guru the fact that you didn't agree (laughs) (laughs) maybe you know not relevant but uh you know what sort of things do you do to sort of keep at the the forefront of what's happening around the productivity space and you know everything else (laughs) everything else (laughs) um well i'm I'm taking uh, even though i caught a video the other day from a productivity guru um you know really i'm learning from other people like you you know who we do similar things um, in some ways, I've kind of, I hate to admit this, maybe I shouldn't admit this, but I will because I just want to be honest, that yeah. in some ways I've taken kind of a productivity advice break. Yep. Going back to the idea of what we were talking about before that it is so, you know, you must do this. Mm. And I was getting a little fed up with it. So I've turned more to like positive psychology and mindset types of things. And so... Mm you know, I'll listen to podcasts and read some books and in that space. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting that some, some of the things that you listen to can sometimes, or read, I suppose, can sometimes sort of open up uh, areas you weren't expecting. I was listening to a podcast um, the other day and it's a a lady that does um, organization. And what does she call herself? Organization 365, I think. Okay. And um, she started talking about how she she planned all the organisation stuff that she teaches based on phases of life, you know, like whether you're a sort of a teenager, you know, in your 20s and 30s, your 40s and 50s and, you know, retired sort of thing. But she's having to readjust that now because of that whole thing about, you know, 60 being the new 50 or, <laughs> or you know, whatever. Um, but then she also talked about the whole concept of, all the generations being alive at the same time, which is increasingly going to be a bigger number than we've ever had before, and how, what impact that's going to have, you know, on our lives. And I, you know, aside from this, I do employee engagement stuff in corporate, and we talk about, you know, the the, the five generations in the workplace now, which creates a, a different dynamic than we've had before. But she was saying that the older generations now have got the same, a similar sort of outlook and mindset as the teenagers do because of the cyclical nature of our generations and it was a really interesting concept which has so many potential applications for you know for all of us really so um 
something that I, I thought I must re-listen to because I thought it was a really interesting concept and there must be research I guess around it it's, I don't suppose it's just come out of her head <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it has <laughs> maybe. maybe she's the beginning of it <laughs> yeah exactly but she was saying you know that women in their sort of 40s used to be um you know getting ready sort of hunkering down if you like to sort of be ready for you know the the golden years and retirement and everything else and now you know 40 is so much about you're probably in your third career and planning to work for another 30 years and all that sort of stuff so it's a different mindset now than than ever yeah. before and you know it was that sort of stuff that's prompted us to start thinking about that and, I, and it and it is it is true if you think about what our uh you know our parents and our grandparents were like at 40 and 50 it's completely mm -hmm. different to how you know people are now isn't it it's, it's interesting yes, but I still have a an almost stroppy teenager I don't think that changes does it who <laughs> 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 only does the intros and doesn't listen to the interview so I'll, I've got away with that one I hope <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us about what about uh, what happens if things don't go right if you have one of those bad mm. days how do you deal with that oh okay so one of the things you know I said earlier that I'm consider myself a reformed organized mess. And <laughs> part of that was the idea that, you know, I need to have time to fly by the seat of my pants. And if I am too structured, when things go wrong, it's just going to blow up my whole day. Yeah. And so I really, I, I think that, you know, that was part of it is that I really fought against, I, I can't do that. That's just not for me. Um, but what I've found in trying to be a less organized mess um, is that I sort of have a higher baseline now where right. when things go wrong, I know what I need to do or how I can fit things into my day. You know, yeah. just the other day, we, um, my son's class was going on a field trip and um, there was some confusion about what time this was actually happening. And so I had gotten up, rushed out of the house, which I don't like to do, to go to this field trip first thing in the morning. And yeah. as it turns out, his class was not going until later. Oh, no. That's a whole whammy for you. Yeah. So I'll admit, I was a little bit miffed. But once I came down from that, it was, okay, well, I have this much time, and I know I want to accomplish these things today. So these are the things that I can do. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, figuring out how to use my time has just been a lifesaver, especially for those days when things go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I think those things as well, once you've sort of resolved something and got through something a few times, you start, as you say, you start to get more confident about knowing what you can handle if things do go wrong. So then things have to go even worse for you to panic as much as you might have done in the past type thing I suppose right. have you seen that lovely that lovely quote that goes around on Facebook about um and I can't uh, I can never remember quotes I can always remember the sort of the concept is the thing about um you know if the day is going horribly wrong and it's something to do with you know when it's all gone horribly wrong before I got through it sort of thing and that it's oh, nowhere yeah. near as uh, sort of succinct but you know it's basically saying you know nothing that's ever gone wrong in the past has ever been so bad that I'm not here today so therefore I'll get through today as well won't I <laughs> sort of thing <laughs> so what about those days where you end the day knowing you've had the chance to live more and that's where I talk about getting to do more of the things that you 
really want to do and not so much of the things that you feel you should do or you have to do? What What have you done? What does that day look like? Oh, that day looks like I feel accomplished, you know, mm -hmm. maybe. And I think this just popped into my head, so I'll say it. But, you know, I think oftentimes we relate feeling accomplished with finishing our entire to-do list or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I at least feel like I got something done. And maybe it's small, maybe it's big, but really being able to say, I did this. Yeah. And then being able to go on to be in the moment with, you know, whatever I'm then doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I put my kids to bed at night, I'm not frustrated and short-tempered. That's probably the biggest sign now that I think about it, is if I'm calm when I put my kids to bed, it's probably been a good day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. See, it's, it's always good to have a litmus test, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant thank you so it's been it's been great talking to you um it's as i said a bit of a different format um today i felt like i've talked more than i normally do so i don't know if uh, that's done a detriment to you or whether uh it's uh it's been uh, more interesting to our, our audience to have a more of a conversation and less of an interview i don't know but i've really enjoyed it anyway so thanks jack thanks for joining me and um tell people how they can find out more about you and connect with you Sure. Um, the best place to connect with me if you want to actually have interaction with me is my free Facebook group. It's Anti-Hustle Nation Community. And it's just facebook.com slash groups slash Anti-Hustle Nation. Yep. Or my website is uh, just jackjulian.com and it's J-A-C-J-U-L-I-E-N.com. Lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Attention home-based coaches and consultants. Are you tired of feeling alone, isolated and frustrated with running your home-based coaching or consulting business? Are you sick of feeling like your life would be better and you'd be happier if you felt more organised and productive? Do you feel like there's simply not enough time in a day to get all the things done that you need to do to build a successful business or making time to live more? It's time to stop the isolation and start getting more organised, productive and focused on the skills that will move the needle forward. It's time to join the Power to Live More Calm membership. If you're ready to, stop creating the wheel and focus on the things that truly matter in your life and business. Learn what you need to know to be successful and live more. Get accountability help from a group of like-minded home-based business owners. To learn more about the Power to Live More Calm membership program and apply, visit powertolivemore.com slash get calm. Use your power to live more.